Okay. Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, and this is not a drill. We have had a shot on target, not just one, we've had four. We've also won a game, uh, so happy days, happy days, and finally a stream that I can do on a Monday, which is a positive <laughs> stream rather than just negative. Uh, two great guests, possibly a few more coming, but I'll start with uh, uh, Adam. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. A bit tired after a long day at college, but other than that, I'm happy, and I'm happy to be back here, of course. And I'm like, I'm relieved, like, like that we finally got a win, got like more than one shot in target as well, which is like, I'm over the moon about that. It's like, we've just won four games in a row. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, four shots, you you were saying four shots me. on target. So that's kind of similar. Um, yeah. Adam's always uh, uh, putting our comments on channels, not just this one, but uh, all sorts of uh, Spurs channels, so uh, appreciate all the support as always. And Sam from Paxton Road TV, uh, back on here after a little little time. How you doing, Sam? Thanks so much for coming. Yeah, on. no problems, no problems. Uh, obviously, all good after yesterday's result and the results over the weekend that keeps us in contention for that fourth place. And as you said, after six halves of football with no shots on target, we win a game two one. <laughs> Yeah. That's great. And coming from behind as well. So that's that's the most important thing, you know. Conte showed that you can get these players to at least play 45 minutes of effort. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's streams are plenty on here. So, uh, uh, Sam, for anyone who doesn't know, it's in the description anyway. But for anyone who doesn't know, Paxton Road TV, where can people find that? Yeah, so find us on YouTube, as the name suggests, Paxton Road TV. Uh, preview shows, reaction shows, uh, Judge Jody, player rating show. Ask Sid any questions on that. And yeah, we're just trying to give as many, as much content as possible regarding the Spurs family. So it's great coming back on this channel again, Chris. And yeah, let's, right. let's get into it. It's great having both you guys on. And Adam, quickly, I know you don't have a channel that you own, but you're kind of a semi-regular on a few. Uh, give those a plug. Yep. Huge shout out. I can give him a huge shout out. Spurs Asian TV, run by Eugene in Tottenham on tour, run by two legends, Brian Daigle and Brian Ireland, which I'm becoming a regular panelist now for, from now on, thankfully. So big ups to them. I also make, you know, you know, random here and there appearances on Irish Hotspur, Hotspur's channel. And also, yeah, yeah Premier Hotspur TV. Mustn't forget those lads, Simon and Matt, doing, doing great things as, as always. So yeah, big up to them. And big up to all the other channels as well that I make appearances on just in the chat. like and Because like, and the people there are brilliant as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Brian, uh, Brian Daigle and Mr. K was due to appear on here. I'm feeling too well, so I uh, hope you get better soon, guys. Uh, uh, let's just get into the chats. Craig Bowler, always on here as well in the chats. Big up, Craig. Hi, Craig. Uh, Scott M, uh, first time on here. Uh, Scott, who's a kind of semi-regular on Eugene's channel. Uh, how you doing, Scott? And Eugene, the man himself. And talk, talking about Eugene and Spurs Eurasian TV, uh, before we get into it, uh, Adam, you were on there yesterday, so this is your time to gloat because you predicted 2 1. 2 1, yeah. I was one of the only ones that predicted wanted, 2 1. Any gloating you want to do, I'll limit it for 30 seconds, but uh, <laughs> any gloating you want to do, here's your chance. No, I don't really, really have anything to gloat about. I just have, like I said, I'm just relieved. Like, <laughs> like I mean, not only is it is it like a win, but as Sam was saying, it's a win after like falling behind. 
I don't think mm. we've like done that all season. Like you know, come from behind to win a game. Like even like come from behind to draw a game. Even so, or like I mean, I'm just happy. Like like yeah. not to be scored about. Like though I did. Though I will say that I was one of the only few that was on the two-one train, as I call it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. There were a few saying four, weren't there? Um, mm. I was, yeah, I said three one. <laughs> I would say three one. So, you know, almost. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Sam, uh, I said this is a positive stream, but I've been a Spurs fan for twenty five years, so it wouldn't be a Spurs fan without having a little bit of a moan. Why don't we play like that all game, like that we did in the second half? Uh, the first half, absolutely dreadful. Uh, I mean, we'll come to Leeds in, in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, completely different in the second half, whether Conte had a rocket, gave them a rocket, or it was the fans booing, or just the players turning up and, and or Conte making a change. But, I mean, I was sli- I, I wanted Leeds have conceded a lot of goals, wanted to go at them like a train, see what they're made of, and show they're in for a game. And that obviously didn't happen. We had to wait for the second half. But I, I can't really complain too much because we did get the win. But, um is that just Conte trying to get his uh, uh, ideas across and it's not quite there yet, so it's a little inconsistent? Or is it just the players need that kind of fire-up that they got, uh, presumably, at half-time? Yeah, I think there's a number of reasons, Chris. I think, you know, any time after an international break where we've got a number of international players that went abroad and, you know, travelling around, we have to take that into consideration. So, again, this is Conte's, what, third game, second game at home in terms of yeah. first league game at home anyway. So, again, getting your, your ideas across when half the squad's travelling around the country or travelling around the world, should I say, is not going to be an easy task. Second to that as well, you know, you've got the system. I, I'm not quite sure if the balance was right in that first half. You know, the, the gap between the midfield and the forwards was too much. There was no players in between lines. There didn't seem to be, as you said, as much effort in terms of the desire. Leeds were up for it. 100% running around. They, they looked like they were running more than us, although the stats suggested that we ran a slightly more than them in the first half. But they were getting to things first. Their game plan was man-marking, blah, blah, blah. Second half was a complete change. One, obviously, Conte must have got into them at half-time. He did make a tactical change in that second half. He went man-for-man man as well. So if you watch that second half, as soon as one of their players, like they all had a designated player to go and you know press. And that's what's the difference. So we're winning the ball higher up the pitch, winning the ball in areas in the final third and attacking from there. And we, we we literally scored goals. You know, that's what's not happened in the second half of many games, not scoring goals in the second half. To score two goals was like, wow. I I, I was like presently surprised, but not surprised if that makes sense, because I didn't expect Conte to let them get away with that first half performance at home. The fans didn't let him get away with it as well. So I think that whole combination of just... That embarrassment fact, he probably said, I don't want to be embarrassed by you players. Go out there and show me. Because he made no substitutions at halftime and allowed them to kind of get themselves out of trouble, which they did. So, good signs, good signs. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it there, Craig, Craig's kind of reiterating that. Uh, Conte got it tactically on the first half. He admitted it in the post-match interview. Uh, another guy, Wayne here, who's always in the chats, not just this stream, but all Spurs chats. Uh, uh, how you doing, Wayne? Can someone confirm for me that we did actually have shots on goal or was I drinking too much? I can confirm, Wayne, as it sounds like both you and Tottenham had shots. Uh, and Mr Spurs, who's on next week, I predicted 2-1, so he's in the bloat train with you, Adam. Uh, Spurs front three is the issue. Felt more of a sun came, don't link up. Far too much dribbling from more of a slows the game down. I think, 
like you said there, Sam, man-to-man, uh, man, uh, man, yeah, man-to-man marking, that's what Leeds did, so they didn't really give us a sniff. But I, I, I thought they all played quite well in that second half, especially. Um, and yeah. <laughs> no, the, the difference was, Leeds, obviously, they dropped a level. Um, the second half stats, I think when I was looking at it on Sky, we ran about 0.2 kilometres more than them in the first half, mm. but about 3.7 in the second half. That's a telling difference. You can obviously see that the players do have the uh, actual stamina. All this talk about not being fit enough. Well, that second half proves that they are fit enough. It's just whether or not the information that they'd received from the likes of Nuno beforehand was enough to get them to, to play like that. There is no excuse for effort. You know, we shouldn't no, have to talk absolutely. about players running about. Tactics, different matter. You know, players playing at the, the, the talent level abilities, different matter. But effort... That's a given. You know, running around is a given. There, there should be no premiership footballer that should be allowed to get away of walking on a pitch if in a situation that we were losing a game. It's all right if you're winning 3 or 4 nil. When you're losing a game, no chance. No. And, uh, yeah, Cody here, Adam, I saw you say, Shh, like that, but not a chance, I'm afraid. You should shave your head in solidarity. No. I'm assuming that's because you predicted it right. But, um, yeah, everyone watching, everyone in the comments, thank you so much. Always appreciate it. Uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe, really helps the channel. Then go to the description and go on these guys' um, channels and do the same. Um, but Adam, uh, what did you think of the game? Certainly the second half. I mean, the, the he, he brought three fitness coaches with him, which I thought you could tell that. We looked a lot more fit and we were still running towards the end. Whereas under Nuno, it was like we've run a marathon. We'll get to Reggie on in a bit, but he said free match that uh, in terms of the training, because he wasn't on international duty, is the worst week of his career, which begs the question, what the hell was Nuno doing? Uh, you know, And they, they were so fit under Poch, and the majority of those players are still there. And they've obviously let their fitness levels go, go down under uh, Jose and um, Nuno. But do you think that's a sign of things to come that second half? Just into them pressing and um, playing higher up the pitch and engaging like Sam said man to man when your man gets the ball going to him get the ball and do you think that will be something that we'll see more and more and more and then that will become the kind of style of play that we'll become accustomed to under um, Conte um, Aside of things to come yeah the second half was definitely that the first half was unfortunately was like a sign of what needs to like you know it was a unfortunate reminder that things are still you know like not going to be fixed at this club overnight but like second half like i mean first half and second half let's be real were like two completely different games like conte i don't know what conte said to them at halftime but i want him to say whatever he said to them before every game <laughs> not just like at halftime because I, I was like no but like if we play i hate to just focus on the first half for a bit but if we play like that against big teams like the cities mm. and i okay i hate to say Liverpool, it but like they were coming Chelsea's, up as well Liverpool, yeah, but like, you know, yeah, Liverpool, exactly, that's coming up. Like, if we play like that in the first half, we're not going to uh, just like go in, like, just like one nil down. We're going to like two or three, like, so, or like, but like, like, not to worry though, though, and in the long run, like, we should be playing like, like that for at least like most of the games, games, like, you know, in, in the near future, like, because, you know, this is just the Conte effect, as I call it. Like, but, like, now you could say that it's like, you know, even as it's like a manager bounce thing as well it's like a honeymoon period but like to be honest with these group of players like there is no such thing in like i mean you these players are either going to play good or they're going to play bad i don't think you know a manager bounce is possible like and i think conte like you know got in at halftime and like just worked his magic on them and they came out in the second half like all guns plays and, and even like the players you know i mean we all know who they are at this stage that were that were playing that you know 
that had been notoriously bad for us in the past, even they like had a few good moments. Like so I was happy to see that from them and and like I hope hope like we can just yeah, ninety minutes from now on at least. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, a few more comments here. I'm, I'm afraid to say, Adam, that you're the uh, brunt of Bob Spurs jokes this time. Uh, all these amazingly beautiful people on one well, screen and I've Adam, got... big up. <laughs> I think... I don't think he's forgiven me for like not answering answering his uh, question properly the other night because it was a simple yes or no answer and I went on for like ten minutes. I even mentioned freaking meal deals at one stage. I don't know. I had some alcohol in me, so like you know, as you do. That's that's an excuse. That's all the excuse you need. And uh, Craig Bowler has said here uh, he also went three at the back and played his wings wing backs really high, stopped us creating any overloading situations, pegged us back when we were deliberately giving up possession as well in the first half. And the second half, the whole team played higher, which we've already kind of mentioned. And uh, a comment here from Simply Ace, how are you doing? Uh, it's nice to see other players chipping with goals. Kane and Son are struggling badly. We need more players chipping with goals. And uh, that brings us on to Kane, Sam. Is he yep. trying too hard to score goals? Obviously, first half, you can ignore that because he didn't really do anything. Although the, 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 part, the only chance he had the pass was a good run by Son, slightly behind him, which gave uh, Calvin Phillips, I think, the chance to nip in there but he should have scored when he hit the post not like him at all usually he's yeah. clinical there and then after we went 2-1 up he seemed to be trying to score every opportunity rather than pass it which obviously it doesn't matter now because we won the game but uh, I think he just needs a couple of goals in the Premier League and consistent playing attacking football knowing that he's going to get chances but do, do you think he's trying too hard to try and score at this moment in time for Tottenham West for England against you know, pub teams, <laughs> it, it comes fairly naturally because there's no pressure at all? Um, I'm not quite sure because I don't think he's trying to, because obviously you want players to try hard. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I looked at the England games. I didn't really watch them intently, but that was yeah. that was easy. You know, if, if mm. you think about it, the two teams that we played, they were easy teams. I think I could have probably scored a hat-trick against, you know what I mean, San Marino. He's <laughs> what it is. So for us to kind of look at that, the, the problem I think with Kane is, I think he's trying to prove to the fans that he's still, he's still loyal to the club. Now, we've seen the saga throughout the summer. It's been a long, drawn-out saga. He obviously wanted to go. Whether or not that's still the case now, I'm not quite sure. Having Conte in the picture makes a massive difference to, mm. you know, the, the ability to say we've got a world-class manager in, so you might want to see what this is going to be like. As well as that, he's played a lot of games. You know, he hasn't had much rest. He played all yeah. the way through the Euros, got to the final, disappointed, lost on penalties. That's going to take it out. He's come back. The saga with all the stuff from Man City happened. It's going to take it out. Of him. His head may be turned. He might not want to play for Spurs anymore. Then he's just literally thrown in. Right, Kane, are you still loyal to Spurs or are you just here because of the money or whatever it is he's here for? And there's a lot of pressure on him. Because he is our main goal scorer. He is the man that's, you know, England captain. He's got a lot to live up to. All those things combined just means that, you know, he's not quite there yet. But what I think is we've got somebody in Conte that knows how to get the best out of a player like him. If you look what happened with Lukaku when he went to Inter, he's brought him through. He's made him the player. I think what he is now, mm. currently, obviously, he's not playing for Chelsea at the moment. But you can see the improvements in someone like Lukaku. Kane just has to now learn to play as a number nine for me. All this dropping back into the number 10 position, trying to do too much. I don't think we need that team to do that. If the balance is right in a team and we can get the wide players creating more opportunities, we need somebody in the box 
who is a natural goal scorer. Harry Kane's a natural goal scorer. And if he does that, and we do create the chances for him, I think eventually it will come. It is a bit of confidence, but... Yeah, I, I just think that we, we need to see him playing against the likes of better teams now to see if really is is it is it a lack of quality? I don't think it's a lack of quality. Is it a lack of confidence? Well, he scored seven goals in two games for England. It just maybe it's just a bit of luck. Just a bit yeah. of luck. I mean, sometimes you need that, don't you, Adam? When it's not working, you need something to just fly off your shin or something like that. Uh, Mr. Spurs here has got kind of a different take on what Sam's just said. Kane trying to shoot from outside the box is better than Kane not trying. Also felt Kane never wanted to leave Spurs. Media really tried to push that narrative, which I'm not sure I believe that, where he, he, he kind of said as much uh, to Gary. Oh, he, he was exactly. I reckon he, so, He didn't yeah. say, he didn't yeah. come out and say, I want to leave, to leave. between the lines and, and then the whole lack of training. But, I mean, where do you stand on the, the Kane situation, Adam, in terms of... Uh, is he trying too hard? Is he trying, like Sam says, to to get back in the graces of the fans? Because I personally think he is trying. You, that Arsenal third goal, you don't give the ball away and then track back 70 yards if you're not bothered. If you're not bothered, it's somebody else's problem when you've made a mistake. Um, so, yeah, what do you see of the Kane situation with regard to that? And do you think he, it's just a case of he needs a couple of goals in the Premier League to fly in? But we thought that after Newcastle and then... Uh, Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I would like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't think he's trying. I think he's trying too hard. I think he is trying, like, to work his way, yeah, like, back into the fans' school books. Like, and I, you know, I, like, you can't help but like respect that after what all that's happened. Like, I mean, like, it was obvious towards the end of New Year's rain, if you can call it rain. I, I call it a thunderstorm. Or, but anyway, um, <laughs> at the end of that, towards the end, like, he just looks so devoid of all like happy emotions, like confidence, joy. Like just desire, like he looks so devoid of any of it because, like, he, he he knew that you know he had failed to move to City and now he was stuck in the middle of this mess, a mess that had worsened, not gotten better. Now that Conte is in, he's saying, All right, I'm still in, you know, it's still a mess, like to a certain extent, but it's going to get better. Better, like, I mean, it can only get better because as of like just Conte effect, as I said earlier, Adrian. So, and also the one thing. Like how I, like why I think that is because yesterday I noticed one thing that had improved like you know, hugely since like it's like under Nuno and that was his positioning like he actually looked like he knew where he wanted to go and that not only that but he wanted to go into those positions under Nuno if if he if he can remember remember like or even even North at the time like he was spending a lot of time up on the wings in like Moore's mm. position Son's position even Reglan's position and you're like hang on there's a free area in the middle of the box get into that area area like mm. but. Even even in the first half, like he was like in the box. It's just that like any shot that he even like was thinking or attempting to take, he had like two who leads defenders out in front of him, and all they had to do was stick their legs out, and the ball went away. Yeah, but like I mean, so no baby steps at this point, to be honest. Like, but I mean, I don't really mind as long as Kane starts scoring again at some stage, because I mean, I noticed yesterday, even though and I'm not complaining the fact we scored two goals, goals neither of those two goals came from our forward line. No, no. Well, it kind of the second one kind of did because Kane had put the ball down and then left, so he kind of placed the ball for Eric Dyer. So clutching at straws there, clutching at straws. Um, mm. Yeah, in, in terms of uh, um, Craig Bowlers here said the average player positions for both halves show Sun further forward than Kane. He's dropping slightly deep to get involved. There's not many crosses coming in. Which Sam, that kind of goes to what Adam was saying with the uh, lack of crosses coming in. But then that brings us nicely onto these two guys. 
Our wing-backs, who in the second half, I thought, were superb. Getting forward, Begion has obviously scored, but getting forward, putting crosses in, which we didn't see at all in that um, first half. So do you think the goals will come for the Suns, the Canes, the, the Mormons or whoever plays up there, if those wing-backs are allowed to do what they do did in the second half, come forward and then create our width and the crosses, and then we've got another string to our attacking bow? Because... Under Nuno, it was almost like he didn't know what attack was. I don't know why he celebrated goals, because he doesn't seem to appreciate the fact that you need to score goals to win games. Um, but, yeah, do you think the wing-backs will then create the more chances and they'll be a key feature of our play going forward to allow the Suns, the Canes, to get back to doing what Kane and Son do? 100%. Um, just, I was just going to say, apologies if... Yeah, it's got a slight delay on this, so I'm gonna if it if it cuts off, I might have to come back on. Um, but just with regards yeah, to the wing, but so you mentioned about the wing, that's where a lot of our attacking intent is gonna come from. The three, five, two, three, four. Okay. Um, let me come out and come back in if that's yeah, that's fine. In the meantime. Yeah, in the meantime, uh, Mr. Spurs yeah, basically saying what I've said for about two years now. We need an Ericsson type flat player who can find the wing backs with quick passing out wide. Amen to that. Absolutely. Uh, I don't understand Amen, yeah. why we didn't place him. But, uh, yeah, while, while Sam uh, logs off and comes back on, uh, what do you think about the wing-backs? Do you think that will be a key um, part of our play going forward and that's where a lot of our attacking play comes from, will come from? No, with the way Kant, yeah, with the way Conte is setting up his formation, it looks like that you know he knows that this could be in, a, in like an area that could like you know be significant in our in any attacking player. Like so, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Regulon's crosses are already pretty good, I think, but like they just need like a few tweaks, like, and he needs to get slightly closer to the box if that makes any sense. Like so, like yeah. or like I mean, and also Kane now that his positioning is better, like, and he's getting into the box now. Oh, he can, and he, he's, like, one of the tallest players on the pitch still, I think, and he can just head the ball in, like, so, oh, I mean, I doubt, outla, I doubt, no, sorry, I highly doubt no goals, like, will come from this, on this attack, like, or from this new way of playing, like, because, I was like, I mean, Conte is setting out his formation, like, he has, not, like, the traditional wing-backs, like, in your, like, or, like, Ben Davis and all that, like, and then, but then he has the wing-backs, like, um, Breglon, or, like, the other way around, I think, I think my, I have the memory of a, of a goldfish, but like, if you get what I'm saying, like, <laughs> regular could like make an impact there. Oh, yeah. fix, fix the issue, Sam. Yeah, hi, Sam. Uh, on yeah. the right uh, as well, like, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, Chris, but like, on the right as well, can't forget Royale. Like, I thought, like, I mean, Royale was like one of the, I don't know, two good players, not good, but like, you know, half decent players in that staff. Like, he was for me. Maya. Uh, your internet's still cutting out. Yeah, there's something going wrong with maybe it's my internet, but um, uh, I, know, like, I hope he can fix the problem, like, like you know, soon enough. Yeah, it looks like he's uh, disconnected. What happens if I uh, take him out and then put him back in? Uh, okay, not enough. Uh, hopefully, he can get his internet back and then we'll get his thoughts on the on the uh, uh, uh wing back situation. Hopefully, when he does come back. But uh, Wayne Bonner said, if we get an Ericsson player type player, that will stop Kane dropping deep, which is exactly the reason why he's dropping deep because there's <laughs> no one to do that job. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Craig says, pretty much similar to what you've said, uh, crosses aren't good yeah. enough. 
Emerson hasn't impressed me with his crosses and Reggie needs to improve as well. That's where our creativity is supposed to come from. But I guess if it, under Nuno, if you're not attacking at all, you're not you're not getting crosses in. It's going to take a little time, and presumably, therefore, in training, you're not really focusing on crosses or getting forward. When it comes to that opportunity in games, you are going to be a little rusty because you're not used to doing it. Whereas yeah. if you're constantly yeah. putting crosses in, like David Beckham did, you know, ten crosses a game, then yeah, I mean, like one of the kind of memory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and yeah, Mrs. I mean, that's like, the way they've year. been playing. Yeah, if you're on I Instagram. Am? Oh, what's yeah, my Mrs. username? Is it? Yeah. yeah sorry. I'll, I'll try and find it. I'll try and find you at some point, and then send it over to Mr. Spurs. Nice. Uh, unless you, I'll tell you it in the, in the back room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, good luck, Mr. Spurs. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, with Emerson, uh, Reggion uh, playing the swing backs, not only will they have the chance to create goals, but also get into some scoring positions like yesterday. And th that brings us to that goal by Reggion. I mean, he's had his critics defensively. He's um, not the greatest, but I think three at the back with a Hoiberg there, it gives it gives the uh, security and the, the not the safety, but the, the confidence that oh, if I do lose the ball going, and I'm forward, there's people back there rather than just two at the back. Um, but his goal yesterday, if you watch that, when Dyer took the free kick, he was on the edge of the box and he's the only one running. He's basically made a straight run into the goal in the hope that what happened did happen. That's like a striker um, a poacher kind of mentality, that, isn't it? But uh, I'm delighted for him. I, I think he's been brilliant going forward. Obviously, under Nuno, he never had the chance to go forward because Nuno decided to... He didn't want to go forward, but I think he can flourish under under um, Conte. He can become like the Victor Moses did. You know, Victor Moses became one of the best wing backs in the world, certainly in the Premier League under Conte. I think Reggion could do the same. But yeah, I mean, what did you think of his performance yesterday overall? Well, much like most of the squad, like second half, he like he improved massively. Like, and I was, I like, I was like over the moon for him, like getting that goal. Isn't that like his first goal all for us as well? Like, you know, yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, I know if it's not, yeah, well deserved, yeah. like, because yeah, as you were saying, under Nuno, like, like he, it was so obvious he wanted to go up front, but obviously it was like it showed that he wasn't trained like how to go up up front properly, like, and you no, know, he was just making up up as he went along, like, I hear under Conte, Conte, like, you know, you who can at least like kind of see a plan, like. And like, and you can see that Conte said, right, this is how you do this, do this, like, so go, go off and do it, like. Now, obviously, like you said, it's going to take time for the players, including him, to like adapt fully to this, like. It's like, but once he, once he fully like gets his head wrapped around it, like, I'm, ex I'm expected, like, maybe not more goals, like, because at the end of the day, he is like a left wing back, like, but like definitely a, few, a fair few assists, like. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Um... Bob here said, Vecchio mentioned Conte wants him to have a striker's mentality when in the last third. Definitely think we'll see more from him. Much improvement still needed. Um, but, I mean, if, if that's true, then he's definitely taken that on board because that was a, a poacher's mentality, just running into the goal in the hope that there's a, a rebound or, or, or a parry from the goalkeeper or anything that he can mop up the pieces. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely think the wing-backs will have a huge part to play in this Conte system. Um, but yeah, and uh, 
I mean, let's talk about someone who really is a kind of the bone of contention. The hour. Fans. I mean, you get players that are like Marmite, and I don't think I've seen any for Spurs quite so much like Wink. Some love him, some hate him. Uh, there's no one really in between that goes, he's all right. Um, he gave the ball away certainly in the first half, but then I don't. I think that's slightly unfair to criticise him for that because you can then criticise literally everybody for that. But um, he plays some good passes going forward. It's just consistency, and uh, I think he's one of these players that needs to be playing every week under Pochettino. It was always, I think, you're my guy, you're my guy. If you're fit, you're playing, and then you get the best out of him. And obviously, it helps when you have more of the ball because that. He, he, he just keeps the ball. It's all side to side. It's very similar to what Skip kind of does. Um, but yeah, it's... Um... Hi, Sam. How you doing? I'm going to try again. I've done the old reset thing, so hopefully <laughs> yeah. that'll be it so, now. Well, you're not you freezing look much up better now, Sam. But, but yeah, we, we've, just <laughs> yeah. Spoken, we, we've just spoken about the, the wing-back, so we were speaking about wings, but we'll come back to him. But in terms of the wing-backs, uh, what's your view on them? And, and, uh, and, and in terms of going forward and... and how we'll fare with those. So I think both the wing-backs, if we're looking at the, the first choice, and I think we probably can agree that Regil's probably going to be the first choice at left wing-back, and Emerson at the moment looks like he's first choice at right wing-back. Both those two are better going forward than they are defensively. Mm -hmm. So the system should suit them better. Uh, I think we're going to see more of an improvement from Region in terms of, you know, when he was, was it Villarreal, he was that he, he looked like a real player. You know what I mean? And I think we've seen it in spurts. Definitely going forward is his, is, is his thing. And I think both of them, what I've seen, and even in the left uh, centre-back area with Ben Davis, both those two on that side were both getting into the box at times, which is really good to see. Mm. So I think it spells good things. We are going to have most of our creation at this moment in time from those areas, from the right wing-back, from the left wing-back. And it's good to see that both those were heavily attacking and they were getting into the box. Mm. Let's just hope that some of the... I think the final ball in the final third has been terrible for us over the last few games mm. anyway, and in, in general this season. So once they start improving that final ball, the crossing needs to improve better, um, creating those opportunities for Harry Kane, for Son, for players that are in the box, then I think we're going to see a, a marked change. The, the, the thing as well is Conte is known for improving players in that position. You look at Victor Moses, he wasn't even a, a wing-back, played that position really well. And I really think that, you know, if coached well, if they listen... And if we can continue with playing in those areas, and I want to say that because sometimes we don't always play in those wide areas. We try and go through the middle of the teams. You know, Lucas Moore comes inside, tries to run through the middle. Use the whip. That's what it's designed for when you play that system. And I think they'll both improve. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very confident going forward that we will see, you know, players improving. The only downside to the wingbacks is who comes in if they're injured. Um, I know well, Cecilio... I, think, I, I, I think we've got good... Um... Session isn't a fullback, he's a wing back. Yes. He can stay fit. I think he'll push Reggie on because he's quick, he likes to go forward. And and Doherty made his name at Wolves as a wing back. We've obviously brought him in and played him in a completely different, not a completely different position, but there, there is a lot of difference between a, a, a fullback and a wing back. So I, I think we've got good strength in depth there. And then obviously Tanganga if um and, and Davies, if things go sour, they can step in as well if those uh uh, four are injured. Um, I think we've got good strength in depth there and good competition for places. I'm not quite sure that Doherty is going to be the player that we think he is. I think his mm. confidence has been shot. I don't think we... we. I sometimes think with players who you see that do really well at another club and come in and think they're going to do that. I just think the pressure at Tottenham, 
is a lot different than the pressure at Wolves. Some players cope well, some players don't. He looks like the sort of player I don't think is going to cope too well with being in the limelight, being high profile. And Cessnion, again, is a similar type of player. When he was at Fulham, fantastic. Comes to Spurs, again, is it a step up too much for him? Personality-wise, I'm not sure he can cope. But he's young. Doherty, he's not so young. I don't think we're going to get the best out of him. I think we need to look in that area on that right-hand side because I don't think Tanganga is a wing-back. I don't think he's attacking enough to be a wing-back. Very good defender and right-side centre-back, I think, will be an ideal position for him. But wing-back, I just don't think he's got the attacking intent. I also believe that, you know, he's a bit too safe. You know, with a wing-back, you've got to really get both of them forward and you need to be almost a natural winger as opposed to a natural full-back, which I think Tanganga is more so. So, I do think we need a little bit more on the right-hand side, definitely. And the left-hand side, we can probably get away with it. Yeah. I mean, how do you think Tanganga did, Adam? I completely forgot about him. Sorry, Jaffe. I do apologise. Um, but he, he could have very easily put Sanchez in there. Um, obviously, Romero's injured. But, um, yeah, how do you think Tanganga did? He, he obviously came off. It was about 70 minutes he came off for Sanchez, maybe a bit later. Yeah. But uh, I didn't really notice him, to be honest, which I think for a central defender... Not noticing them isn't a bad thing because mm. they just do their job, get on with it, and then it goes to whoever else. But, I, I mean, has he given Conte something to think about when Romero comes back or, or even with Dyer and uh, Davies there? Well, like, I mean, it's like you said, if he didn't do an awful lot, then he's probably not, Conte's probably not thinking much at the moment, unfortunately. But I reckon, you know what? This may be an unpopular opinion, but I reckon, like, like if Conte plays him in the Conference League this week, or like whenever we're playing more, or like then, and like he'll have a better chance to shine. Like, I like, I mean, Tanganga. This is the first time he's like been in the squad since I think he got red carded. Like, I mean, I think he should have been in the squad a lot earlier than that. Like, so I don't think it was fair that he was dropped just because he lost the head. Like, and showed like you know some passion, passion like, like, but um, but uh, I mean, it was it wasn't like the best performance from him. Like, but like you said. There, Chris. Like, I mean, if he's, if like you're not noticing him a lot, like that's not necessarily like um, like you know, a bad thing. Like, because it means he's doing his job. But like at the same time, yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, I didn't really notice him, but he didn't do much. But you could also also say like, you know, maybe he didn't need to do that much, like because no, especially yeah. in, the, in the second half, like Leeds just like I mean, like we were playing Leeds off the park, like up until we got like the second goal, then we like dropped off a bit, like but like we still held out and won the game, like. And like, but and also, like, when you're being subbed off for Sanchez, like, you know, you haven't had like, you know, the greatest game of your life. I'm not saying Sanchez is on the level of like a Wings or Davis, but like, I'd like, I mean, so I'll ask that question, uh, Adam. Do you not yeah. think that Sanchez, because I, I, I'm notorious for being on Sanchez's case as of the last season, I've given him grief, I don't yeah. think he's good enough, blah, 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 blah. However, because he's young, because he's come from a, an Ajax system where, you know, they, they have a technically good setup. He looks like he's one of the players that looks a little bit better under Conte. Now, I know we haven't seen that much of him, but do you not think that he might be a better proposition going forward than Tanganga is at right side of centre-back, if indeed that's where he plays? Mm, yeah, Sanchez has just about, uh, no, has more experience than Tanganga, so I reckon it can, like, they're going to like fight it out for that spot like next to Romero if Dyer gets worse. But like I'm, 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 you know, I honestly don't have have an answer for that. Like at like at like probably because as I like, maybe too ignorant, like or maybe too inexperienced, like to know about our defenders. Like, but I mean, in, I've never really had much hope for Sanchez, like yourself, Sam. 
and like I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope he improves. Like it was like I think it's good that there's competition in the team. Like, but as long as there's a player in beside like Romero, you know, and as long as there's like two like doing the job, like as long as there's two solid defenders there, I'm happy out. Like whether it's Tanganga, whether it's Sanchez, like I mean, I felt like under Nuno we all had a, had like you know our favorite players, like because you know the half decent ones on like you know outshone like the like the crap ones so much, like much like or maybe I'm more than that wrong, maybe. Or like you could say, like the crap ones were really, really bad, like, and the good ones were really, really good, like if that makes any sense. And so I, I think Sanchez was one of those players. But under Conte, with the way he trains the players, with the way eh, like he gets them to play better, like I think you know we'll see. Like you know, Tanganga should be looking over his shoulders, almost like in that regard. Yeah, I, 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 I look at Sanchez and a player that, if I'm because of his age, because of his attributes, he's certainly got the pace. He's certainly got the strength. He proved in that game, I think it was the game against, who was it? When he he, had, he wrapped up his head and he came back on, he had cut his head and he looked like he just made the effort. It's either against Everton or, or against Vitesse, one of the two. Um, but he looked like a player that has almost got a new lease of life. And because of his attributes, I thought he was gone. I thought we'd never see anything of him. Positional sense was terrible. But this is one area where I think coaching can improve you defensively because it's a lot easier to coach defensive football than it is attacking football. Attacking football needs to be fluid. It needs to be off the cuff. It needs sometimes to be, you know, players doing certain things. Defensively, you get a shape. You you can be solid. You, there's certain positional sense that you need to be in. That was where his game was terrible. Positional sense. He's always getting caught out of position because he'd be chasing players. I think there's been a little bit of a sea change. Playing in a back three gives him more of a license to be able to make that mistake because you've got two other centre-backs there. But I think he's coachable. That's one thing I wasn't quite sure under Nuno whether Nuno was able to coach. Conte 100% will improve defenders if they listen. Ben Davis is a prime example already. Hmm. I mean, Craig has said that Sanchez looked better than Tanganga when he came on. Um, I think I think that's slightly unfair in the sense that, like, like we said, like we said in it earlier, that uh, we were further up, we were more engaging. So Sanchez looked got involved in the game more because he was making tackles because the the, the play was. To get him, but I, I I really like Sanchez. I've defended him for years. I think he's got, like you said, Sam, everything: pace, power. The 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 thing you mentioned where he wrapped his head up and stayed on. He's obviously a warrior. Um, yeah, and he is still young, and and I really like him. But then I really like Tanganga as well. <laughs> in, in terms of the wing backs, in terms of the wing backs as well, like this guy Stevie B, he could do a job as a wing back. I was sorry, come a lot. On a lot of streams, when uh, when Nuno came in, uh, Bergwijn was one of the pe names on people's lips as a uh, could be a wing back. Uh, but I, I, his work rate is unbelievable. Eh? He's probably one of the only players at the club who didn't really need any of uh, Conte's fitness coaches because he's got a, a brilliant engine. Uh, the only thing I will say about Stevie B is a wing back. He, he looks. I know he played. That's a point though, because he seems to play on the right for the Dutch. Uh, but he seems to have been playing from the left when he's playing at Spurs. Mm. He's right-footed. I mm. just think you have to be right-sided on the right-hand side as a wing-back and left-footed, left-sided on the on the other side. Mm. I think you, inverted wingers don't make inverted full-backs or wing-backs, no. if that makes sense. So I think he's got all the attributes to be a really, really fantastic wing-back. It's whether or not he wants to be that wing-back. Is he prepared mm. to... You know, I, I think he would. If Conte said, you, I want you to play here, he'd put his all into it. And like you said with Sanchez, he's also young, so I think he's coachable as well. 
he is definitely coachable. And, I, and I, I agree with you. I think if he does listen to someone like Conte, well, who wouldn't? You know, the guy's won five <laughs> titles in seven years. You know, you've got to listen to him. He, he demands that respect. Yeah. So there's no way that he's going to say, you know, I don't know. What you, I don't think you know what you're talking about when he's got evidence to prove that he improves players from wingers into wingbacks. So it's it's all there for him. His, his, his skill set, again, coming from the Dutch league, talent like, talent level-wise, is, is second to none. They are really, really good at schooling players talent-wise. So we've seen that he's got all the ability. It needs to click. He's another one that I think his personality needs to just be a little bit bigger. He needs to be a bigger character, bigger personality. If he can get that out of him, I really think we've got a real player that has versatility as just a forward, but also, you said, mm. defensively as well. Yeah, and another couple of comments. Uh, Craig said, we did ride our luck a little bit. Hoiberg scuffed his shot. Free kick was lucky to come off the post. Maybe we create our own luck, but we could have been down more than 1-0 in the first half. Fortune favours the brave, though. That's why we weren't scoring any goals, because we weren't trying to be brave. Uh, and Daryl, I mean, this is a positive stream, Daryl. <laughs> uh, this team is dead. Needs a heart transplant in January, never mind the summer. Uh, yeah, I've... I mean, to be fair to you, Darren, that's like, I mean, Spurs do to yeah. you. that's what Spurs do to you. You win a game, yeah, exactly. And still, you know, but uh, let's talk about Craig's comment where we could have been down uh, 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 by a lot more before we come on to Winks. Uh, but Adam, uh, did Leeds miss a trick in that first half? We obviously weren't at the races, they were, they only scored one. I mean, did they miss a trick there by not really going for it? You, you can sense, I mean, I, I'm sure you two will both agree watching Spurs for however long that. Certainly in the last five years, you can tell in the first five minutes what kind of Spurs have turned up in that half. So surely a manager and team who are, who are, who are scouting and watching game after game of the opposition can tell. So do you think, Adam, that, that Leeds really should have gone for the throat in that first half and made sure they were more than 1-0 up in the, in the second uh, uh, half time? Because as we know, 1-0 is never a, a big enough lead. Mm. Well, if I was a Leeds fan, I'd be saying exactly that. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad they didn't like, in like, let's yeah. say that. Yeah, I think Leeds missed about one or two tricks, to be honest. Like, I, I, like one being that they didn't go up forward, like, and take us on, like, on like enough times. When they did, they looked mm. like you're dangerous enough, like, and they could actually like string two passes together at the time, like, and I just we weren't able to even like we were barely being able to do that, like, and with the long balls and all that stuff, like, it was like a like a repeat under Nuno, who know, to be honest, like, but look, I mean, Conte, like, worked his magic in at half time, like I said, and we sorted it out. But, like, yeah, Leeds, not only did they not go, or like, take us on, like, enough, of, like, because maybe they were wary of us, especially our defending. Like, actually, up until the goal, I thought our defending was, like, you know, pretty decent. Like, I mean, the defenders seemed to be, like, doing their job. It was the midfield and the, and just, like, it's like the, it's like the lack of attacking that was really holding us back, like, Act like, but um, another thing Leeds missed was like their final, final, like their final product, as I call it. Like, like I mean, my God, some of the shots they took were shocking. I remember, remember, like one <laughs> point in the first half, like, like they were just outside the box, or maybe even just inside it. I, they played it perfectly to one player. Yeah, he took a shot, and I swear to God, like if this was Gaelic football, he would have, he would have sawed the, like how high it soared <laughs> over the bar, he would have got a point, like, or even Gaelic football, he, he would have gone wide of the bar, like. I mean, like, you know, he's not, but like, he wasn't playing in, in that, like, he was playing in fo English football, like, so, I mean, it was, like, when I saw that shot go over the bar as high as it, I, I was, like, suddenly, like, I, I kind of, I you know, like, sat back in my chair, but saying, oh, okay, fair enough, these guys are not going to score, like, or, like, more than one, one goal against us. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Mr. Spurs here has said uh, these weren't good enough up front. In truth, there was there wasn't lost lost of they weren't lost of good chances. Also, felt Leeds looked good due to how bad Spurs were. I mean, in terms of that, Sam, in terms of they weren't yeah. good enough up front. If you lose Rafinha for a game, you're going to struggle somewhere along the line. If you don't have Bamford up front, you're going to struggle for scoring goals. I thought Gerhard uh, looked quite good, certainly in the second half. But in terms of the first half. That was where they could have won it. Uh, Gerhard had a few chances in the second half, as did James, but they were all kind of speculative efforts that if they were on target, you'd expect Lorries to save. Um, yeah. yeah um, what's happened to Leeds for you? I know this isn't a Leeds stream, but uh, what's okay. happened to Leeds for you? Is it just the injuries? Is it just teams have figured out how to play them? And and do you think they missed a trick in that first half? Um, let's put this into context. If they had their full... Uh, selection of players out. Rodrigo also was missing today. Mm. Rodrigo was missing. They had Bamford missing. They had Rafinha missing. Ailing at Ailing. the back is out. Ailing well. missing. Did Click play or Klich play? I wasn't quite sure yeah, if he was in the team as well. I can't so, remember if I heard him or not. Yeah. I don't think I said. So there's four or five players there that on another day would be in that first 11. But they have been in the first 11 in the season and they're 17th. So yeah. there is a reason why you know they are where they are. They obviously can't take their chances. I, I do believe, though, that they had a good opportunity to get more than one goal in that first half. There was a good save by uh, Lloris, which kind of tipped one round a post from James, who kind of yeah. like stabbed it towards goal. If that had gone in, 2-0, I'm not sure we'd have come back to mm. win the game. Possibly a draw, but to win it, I'm not so sure. To answer your question, though, did they miss a trick? I'm not sure they missed a trick. I just don't know if they had the, the, the players in that team on Sunday to be able to capitalise on the opportunities that they did create. But had they had Rafinha, had they had Bamford, had they had Rodrigo, would have been a different thing. I believe that they possibly would have gone in a couple of goals up. Um, they need to sort that out. Teams have worked them out to a degree. They have they are less on their running stats, so there is definitely that aspect to it. Leeds were known the last season as the team that run the most, and they had to do it. Once you start dropping off your, your, your numbers like that, if you don't have the talent to go with that level of effort, you're always going to get found out. They had the most talented players out, so it was always going to be a little bit more difficult playing against us at our home ground. I would have expected us to start like how Leeds had started. So all that combination, because of where they are, because they've only scored 12 goals a season in the league. I know we've only scored 11, but they're not high scorers. It was going to be a bit of a challenge. But had they got two goals, I think they would have probably at least got a draw out of that game. Yesterday, yeah, I, I, I think if you didn't know where Spurs were in the league and Leeds were in the league, I think when we scored our first goal, I think you could tell where Leeds were because they completely dropped. I don't think they had a chance after that, really. Or no, they did. It was very, very speculative ones. And and I never say it at the time because you can't tell me I've done it before and we lost the game, but there was only one winner in that game, there was only one team who were really going for the throat. Um, yeah, and uh, so it should be. So it should be for yeah. a team at home, for a team that's got Antonio Conte as a manager, for the talent we've got in our squad. Do you know what I mean? They, we we had players on the bench that could have still come on. We had the likes of uh, Tangai to come on if necessary. You know, we I know we saw Deli Ali. Potentially, that's a bit of an argumentative point there for some people with regards to that. <laughs> but there's still options there. There's still options there to bring on. Whereas Leeds only had youngsters on the bench. They weren't ever going to be able to change the game for the better. We had that opportunity. But we, we, we did what we should have done in the first half and and, and did what we did. Yeah. I mean, Daryl here said we never control a game. It's a grind from week yes. to week. And we knew that, right? Which, that comes from a lack of playmaker. But it also comes from what Pod, uh, Pochettino, 
that Conte has said in the past, and, and like you said, Sam, the way we're going to attack teams, maybe it will change in January, but is the fullbacks, and that comes from him saying winners find solutions, losers find excuses. So he's obviously yeah. finding a way that we can attack teams. But in terms of that midfield, uh, we'll, we'll come on to a player that nobody likes, seemingly. Nobody likes him. Uh, they either love him or they hate him. And that's Harry Winks. I love Harry Winks. Just because it is, I've got a strong. strong. That's too strong, Chris. Come on now, let's not use words like love for Harry Wings. That's a bit strong for my liking. Sorry, he's a Spurs fan, and he obviously has been great for us in the past. So I've always got a a little bit of a soft spot, but I am, I say love, but I am losing kind of patience for him because he, he comes in. Doesn't really do anything. I mean, first half, Adam, he gave the ball away a few times, but then you can you can throw that uh, accusation and criticism at any number of players. Second half, though, he made a few good passes. He didn't really do anything. He, he, I always thought under uh, uh, Jose, he was always going to struggle because he needs to have the ball. He passes it side to side and keeps the ball. Dembele did that quite a lot, but obviously Dembele shoved <laughs> two players off and then passed it sideways further up the pitch. But um, what did you think of his performance under Conte? Do you think he can revive his career or do you think he needs to go on loan or or, 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 or be sold? Not just for us, but for his sake, if anything. And, and I mean, has said he's the best sideways and backward passer in the game. Uh, there, is, there, is, there, there is a place for that. Obviously, keeping the ball is an important part of football. Uh, mm. And he obviously does it a lot. We don't have that much of the ball. So generally, when he has the ball, it's always backwards. But he did play a few nice passes going forward. And and he was involved in the first goal. Obviously, didn't get an assist or anything like that. But he, it was his sideways pass that then, uh, I think, got through to uh, Reguilon after another pass. But yeah, what did you think of him? And uh, can he revive his career under Conte? I'm assuming by your comment after my comment, you're on the hate side of the camp. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I'm going to minutes. Like I was on the hate. Yeah, yesterday. I've always been on. No, 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 not always. Obviously, yeah. But like for the past, like I know, year. I say. I think at this stage, maybe even a bit more than that. I've been on the hate side of Winks, just because like I was like he, he like. In my opinion, he's just been like so bad. Like, uh, like, 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 like Skip came in. Yeah, he's younger than him. Like by a few years, I think. If like, I mean, like, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. Like, I'm like, but I mean, when Skip came in instantly, I thought, yeah, that's better. better. Like, that's much better. Like, like, and but the way Skip played, even like under Nuno, like he was just doing so much better than Winks ever could. Like, like, but under Conte, and I'm gonna sound and like I know, like, I'm sounding like a broken record here. Like, you're like, I think the Conte effect will happen on most, not all the players in the squad. Like. I mean, like, obviously, you could argue that maybe Ali won't feel it. Yeah, like, but you never know. Like, well, like, you know, Wings did. I'm going to give Wings the benefit of the doubt, like, as I feel like, you know, a lot of fans have been jumping on a bandwagon and just being, like, so harsh on him, like, and other a few players, like, you know, like, though that, though those people, in fairness, have been a minority, like, and a lot of, I think, the criticisms of Wings, Inks and the others have been like you know mostly justified. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like he did do a few good things yesterday, and I was happy mm-hmm. for him. You know, I mean, if you when you if you even like Ali, like uh, like if you put on that shot, I will will back you like for the 90 minutes. And it's like, and then afterwards, towards I'll like you know say whether you were crap, like whether you were great or like half decent or something. 
I'm thinking, and they're like, and like you know, we, you know, we are going to cross the that bridge when it comes to it. Like, but, but yeah, I don't, still don't think think Wink should be like you know a permanent starter. But like like you mentioned earlier, I think Chris, like how do we know like or like what he's going to be truly like under Conte if he doesn't get game time in, in mm. and like I mean whether we like it or not. Now if Wings is going to start a Premier League game, then you can guarantee he almost that he's going to start a Conference League game like against Moore or something. Mm. Something like so, like I mean, we're just so that, gonna that's where to, if he plays that, that's where he's got to show Conte what he's made of. That's exactly, where he's yeah. going to try and control the game to then say to Conte, hmm, yeah, maybe I can try and fit him in. But if he doesn't control the game against someone like a Moore or Pacos, yeah, get that's out. all he's going to be a conference yeah, league and a exactly. you know, early cut bound yeah, another question you raised was, was should he go out on loan or be sold to another club? Like, not just, yeah, but like, I mean, mostly for his sake, to be honest, because his mm. career is like in, in the mud now. Yeah. But now, like, I think maybe he should chance going out on loan at least. Maybe not at sword, like, because I'd like to see what Conte does to him. Us to him. Mm. So, like, maybe on loan to, like, you know, uh, championship club, I don't know, work for Skip. Or skip I, th- I think he's better maybe. than the championship club. Is it? Yeah. Someone like a, maybe not a Burnley, because they're quite low, but like a mid table. Premiership club, I can't think there of the table, but uh, yeah, I've got a Brentford. few comments in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Winks is a nice guy, says Mr. Spurs. Does as he's told, he's safe, he won't try forward passes. I, I do think he tried a few yesterday. I do think Winks plays where he plays due to being safe and not wanting to attack. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Craig has said he's a part exchange deal for Ward Prowse, that would be the best thing he'd ever done for our club. I mean, that's slightly harsh. That's slightly that's harsh. harsh. Well, I'm almost in agreement with that. <laughs> <laughs> and Darrell Denton winks at what we need. We need better, better than worse. And Wayne Bonner, he's a new Vinnie Sideways. I honestly Vinnie thought, Samways. Wayne, when you said that and I saw that come up, I honestly thought you were going to say he's a new Vinnie Sideways. That's honestly <laughs> what I thought and I read it. But, um, Sam, where, where do you stand on oh, the situation? Harry Winks, Harry Winks, number oh eight. I'm going to refer to him as number eight. I've referred to him as number eight for a long time now. He then got me back calling him by his name, Winks. But, right, okay, let me try and do a little bit of defence for him. Winks is going to be very – good. no, not very good. He's going to be better in a team that controls possession. When I say that, upwards of 55 60%. If you over the last 18 months, two years, we haven't been a – possession-based team. Even under Jose, we're more counter-attacking. When you're that and you don't control the game, you're going to have less opportunities or sorry, you're going to have less opportunities to look good. What I mean by that is, if you're getting the ball lots and lots and lots, it doesn't matter if you give it away two or three times if you're making 50, 60, 70, 80 passes. When you haven't got the ball much and you give it away three or four times within 10 passes, it makes you look worse than you are. So Mm. the fact that we don't control games from a possession um, fact doesn't help his game. However, he hasn't helped himself by playing against teams where you think, right, we should be controlling. Even in the UECL games, he's not looked like a, a world beater against farmers or against pub people because that's what they are in that league. I know mm. Vitesse are definitely a, a little bit better than, than probably San Marino are, but they're still not that great. Mm. Nor are NS Moura. So if you can't control the game and look forward in that sense, then I'm not sure how he's going to develop in this sense because we already know the reason why he was in the team yesterday was because there was no skip. If Mm. we're thinking about it, we might be looking to get Kessie in January, potentially. There's people are going to be coming in. He's going to get even less and less opportunities. Now, he might, under Conte, if we start controlling games possession-wise, look better. 
But I think for the sake of his career, there's two players at Spurs I think need to go, even if they were to be improved by Conte, I think they need to go to improve their career. Deli Ali is one, Ari Winks is the other. I just think they've been there too long now. They haven't taken their opportunities and been given to them by several managers now. You know, several managers have been in, and I'm talking about Ryan Mason, I'm talking about, you know, Jose Marino, and now I'm talking about Antonio Conte. I just think it's it's time to move them on such that we can bring in new talent, such that we can bring in a new mindset of players. Ari Winks is not going to get an opportunity in a 3-4-3. I just don't think he's going to make it at Spurs anymore. So yeah. a team that has possession, someone like Norwich in the Championship, mm. perfect for him. Perfect. Yeah. Do you think it was a kind of a, not a test by Conte, but obviously Skip was out. He could have easily played in Nombella there. He could have easily played Delhi there. And he said to Harry Winks, you're in. Do you think it was a kind of, I'm picking you out of, you're you're the number one out of the three. Show me what you can do. Regardless of how he played, do do you think it was a kind of, show me what you can do from, from Conte? Or do you think it was just, Conte thought he was the best, the, the, the nearest to skip in how he played. There's no other... Right, OK. So I think Ndombele, I think we all can kind of see he needs... And, and Conte said it himself. He needs more work than the others. The talent is there. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But what is Ndombele? Is he part of a, a midfield two? I'm not quite sure at this stage because we've seen him playing a two. Maybe he hasn't quite got the discipline to do that. I think his best position would be slightly in front. And with the ability to kind of play a free role. Um, we don't got anybody else in midfield. So you take Skip out, you can't play on Dembele. The Celso was injured anyway. Mm. Unless you're going to put Eric Dyer back in the midfield, we're lacking in midfielders. Number six is number eight. Harry Winks has had an opportunity on a number of occasions, as I said, under a number of managers to show us right. He's never, I've not seen him in the last two to three years take a game by the scruff of the neck and do this. Just, you know, we've seen other players do it. I know Hoybier, and to be, don't get it twisted, Hoybier wasn't much better than him yesterday. I think they were probably on a bit of an even par, but Hoybier got the goal. And Hoybier has played 50 games in a row for Spurs. Let's not forget it. <laughs> yeah. 50 games. 50. 50. And, and, played part, maximum. and he played That's all minutes. And he played one less game in the Euros than Harry Kane, uh, just because they didn't get to the final. And he played pretty much... Every game, all every of, minute. and he had to deal with the Christian Eriksen situation as well, which mentally must yeah. have been a huge, huge um, strain. Um, so yeah, yeah that's a good point. So every minute of every game for the last fifty games, Hoybier's played. So I'm prepared to give him the benefit of the odd game where he's not firing. He hasn't fired on all cylinders this season. But if you think about it, a lot of the players that played in the deep into the Euros haven't. Re- Re- um, Sterling hasn't. You know, Maguire certainly hasn't. Luke Shaw hasn't. Uh, Harry Kane hasn't. You know, all these players that have played a long season from last season going into this season and then expected to perform this season haven't quite cut it. There's maybe a, a couple of outliers in there. Harry Ke- sorry, Harry Winks didn't go on international duty. He had two weeks with Harry, um, Antonio Conte and that's what we saw. Not much better than Hoybier, who's been playing all over the world, who's played 50 games in a row every single minute of those 50 games. Come on. I, I I can't give him any more. He's had an opportunity. Home game against the Leeds team, which you c- clearly know how they're going to play. He needs to do more for me. He needs to do more. And I think for his career, maybe it's bet time he moves on now. Yeah. And, and Adam, we got a comment from Mr Spurs again, which uh, another player who seems to be uh, 
I don't like him. I either love him or hate him. And uh, I'm sure you can guess who. That's Delhi. First three games, he played at number eight. He was the best player in those three games. I'm not sure he was the best player, but he certainly looked like he was... Um, he was certainly it 16, looked like 16-17? What was he... What, Mr Spurs, what were you watching for Delhi Alley to be the best for? I don't know what games they watched. In defence to Mr Spurs, he did definitely look like he was trying more because he was running about a lot more. But then that doesn't necessarily mean... Um, that's not playing well. We can't but, give that as an excuse for professional footballers. <laughs> yeah. Professional footballers, if you're telling me that we're going to say because he's run around more, that makes him nah, nah, nah. That's standard. <laughs> That's a given. That's a given. But, but Adam, do you, his question here, Mr. Spurs, do you think uh, Delhi can be trained into a box box midfielder? What do you think about that? For me, I think Delhi's head is, uh, I don't care about football anymore. I've got uh, sponsorship deals, I've got Fortnite, I've got all of this. I'm not that bothered about football. I've made my money, which is a real, real shame because, like like you said, 16-17, he was one of the first with Kane in that England uh, team sheet. Uh, but do you think he can be retrained? Do you think he'll um, respond to Conte? But if if the documentary was right and wasn't edited, when Mourinho said you're a shit trainer and he laughed, and he does that with Conte, Conte's likely to run across the room and strangle him, and it's not going to fly with Conte. Do you think he can be retrained, or do you think he's... Uh, Heads gone. I don't think so, man. I think his head is gone. Like, I mean, you just nailed on the head absolutely perfectly. Like, like his ego is just getting in the way of everything. Like, did you hear like what apparently he said? This could just be basis rumor now. Like, oh, like, but apparently he like an interviewer walked up to his car one time and he said, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" And he said, "I'm a gamer." Like, I mean, like, where is your head at then? Like. And like, I mean, yeah. like everyone, I hope and I want to see him do well and improve under this new manager and this new regime. But I really don't see it at the moment with him. Like, I mean, when he's more interested in in like dyeing a bit mm. of his hair red, like that he is trying to get back into the start line, like, you know, something isn't right up there. Like, and like I mean, I, I get like the amount of abuse he must have been taking like for the last couple of years must be like harsh, like and hard on him. And then, but at the same time, like a lot of other, a few other players in the squad have been taking that level of abuse, and they're already showing signs of improvement. Like so, or like I mean, in like, yeah, I really don't know this guy anymore. Like, like though I have a feeling his time here is like you know close to done, if not done already. Mm. Yeah, Craig said uh, he played uh, well for the first few games under Jose, but soon dropped off again. Um, what, what do you think, Sam? I, I'm going to defend him slightly. He was literally 18 and then made a load of money and probably became a millionaire. And when you're that young, you don't really know what to do. You, it's probably easy to suddenly get a big head and think, oh, I am the greatest and everything like that. But at some point, you've got to grow up and realise that, you know, I'm a footballer. That's what I do. And if, if, like Adam says, I'm a gamer, if that's true, then it just shows where his head is at. But uh, do you think he can be, tra- be trained into box-to-box midfielder? Do you think his head's gone? Do you think he's not really interested in football anymore? Or, where do you stand on the Delhi situation? I, I just don't think he's got the motivation. So when he was playing at that 16, 17 level, he was talked about. He was, this is him. He's going to be the next big thing. Coming from MK Dons, we were wowing about it. Made the England squad being wowed about in the England squad. At the very start of his career with England, he was a box-to-box. If you remember, he was playing more of a box. He wasn't playing this hybrid number 10, stroke number 9. He was actually playing as a midfielder. I remember him scoring a really fantastic goal for England in his early days. Okay, what's happened is he stagnated. Maybe, potentially, that could be the money sort of thing. Something's 
got to him where he doesn't really think he has to now make that next level. You look at someone like Ronaldo, has mm. everything in the world, everything, and probably will be able to make money just by, you know, just appearing on adverts. He's still one of the best in the world. Why? Because he wants to be. He wants mm. to be better. He wants to improve himself, even at 36, whatever he is now. Deli Alli's, what, 25? And it looks yeah, like... Yeah, something like that. He's already made his millions, as you said. I don't really know if I need to do this. I'm not going to get back into this England squad. There's players ahead of me. There's the likes of Jude Bellingham ahead of me. Calvin Phillips, you can go through the whole list. He's not making England squad anytime soon. Spurs, he can kind of, you know, being paid 100 grand plus a week, I'm sure. If I play well, mm, I might get in a team. If I don't play so well, I'm not so sure. When somebody like Jose comes out and says that you're not a very good trainer, the only way to judge a player is by how they train. Mm. How you train is how you play. If you don't train well, there's very, very few players in world football that then just translate that into worldies. Not very many. you just like mm. Messi, Ronaldo, they train at the top level. Every player that plays them tells you that, hence the reason why they're the best in the world. So if you're not the best in the world, but you don't want to train hard, what are you going to get out of it? That's yeah. what we've got with Deli Ali. He's not going to be that player unless he decides he wants to be that player. But I think there's too many other things that he's now got. He's lost. He needs to go somewhere else. And maybe a mid-table, a mid-table premiership team that you know needs a free role player that just does what he wants. That's him. He's a playground player for me. Give him a free role. He can do almost what he wants. You don't have to have as much responsibility around him. I think you could probably get a little bit more out of him, but not at Spurs, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think he needs someone like an Ericsson in the way that we play who will drift and then it, that vacates space in the middle. Because for me, he's nowhere near good enough on the ball. He's far, far better off the he's ball. Awful. Um, but yeah, I mean, he reminds me of Pogba so much. It looks like he cares more about sponsorship and things like that. But, um, but look at Pogba's yeah, level of, of ability. You know, Pogba's yeah, won yeah, World yeah. Cups. You know, yeah, Pogba's yeah, won yeah. championships. He's levels above him, levels. Yeah. So Pogba can, not to say that player should do that, but Pogba's not got a problem in going anywhere else in the world if he doesn't sign his contract with Man United. Deli Alli isn't got a choice of anywhere in the world. He's got mm. very limited opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. What I will say in slight defence in that in that documentary is it could have very well have been edited that he was laughing at a joke completely unrelated that Kane or someone made and they've edited it to. But, yeah. but the way he's playing... I'm not so sure. But, I mean, can you imagine if, if Jose had said that to someone like a Kane? You're crap at training. Kane would never have slept for the next month. I'll bloody show you. And that's the dedication that, like you mentioned, with the comparisons with Ronaldo. That's a difference. And That's a difference. It's just a real shame on how good he was in 1670 and how far he's fallen. And now it just looks like he's... Uh, but it, 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 it happens, Chris. It happens to certain players, you know, they get to... Yeah. And, again, we can't always look at the background and say he's had a bit of a hard upbringing. I, I, I get all of that sort of things but sometimes it's just that player's desire what do they want because again he doesn't have to worry about finances money's mm. not something he has to worry about ever again in his life so what is what what's your desire as a football player right i want to be the best i can be he still has if he wanted to be a really good player but i just don't know what his motivation is what's his motivation now as i said he's not yeah. going to get into the england squad he might not even get into the spurs team so i'm getting paid a lot of money what do i need to do yeah. You'd have hoped his motivation, seeing that the, the England uh, team, you know, in a, in a final of the Euros might have been right. I want a piece of that for this World Cup, but uh, it just doesn't look like it. It's a real yeah. shame. But, um, 
Yeah, uh, last thing before we head off, uh, we'll, st- we'll end on a positive. We'll end on a positive. It's Conte's passion, Adam, rubbing off on the players. I don't know if you you guys saw him at the end. Uh, uh, after the game with him on the pitch, high-fiving players almost trying to snap their wrist off. Uh, Emma, <laughs> no, Emerson, I loved. Emerson, I loved. Uh, the, the massive high... Uh, uh, it wasn't a high-five, was it? It was a, a sideways thing. And then he lifts Conte up and he did it with every player. And, and that, to me, shows that winning mentality. That, to me, shows every single game is important. Every single win is worked for, and every single win matters as much as any other win. And that seems like the men- the, the uh, winning mentality. But the, the passion as well, I'm slightly worried for him. I think he needs to calm down a little bit. Every single game, he's really giving it all, shouting and screaming. He, he needs to have a sit down and chill out. <laughs> every now and then. I was wondering uh, the same thing today. That's such a coincidence, Chris. I was wondering the same thing today because yeah. I was like, hey, he's been doing it for now. 10 years. He's got to be yeah. careful. But anyway, yeah. um, but it, it's so good to see that, that passion uh, as opposed to Nuno, who just <laughs> all the time. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that bit at the end with the, with the players and they all responding to him, giving him the high fives and hugging him. Brilliant to see. But so do you think his passion and, and you know, we have to win is now rubbing off on the players? I know it's early days, three games in, probably not even a month. Um but yeah, I mean, what did you think of that? It's got to be a positive, right? And then we've got to see the fruits of that labour maybe in a few months' time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. Like I think his passion is rubbing off them. Like I mean, they look invigorated when they play good, or like they play like a brilliant, and they look like they're going for it. Like, like I even saw it like a bit against like you know in his very first game for us, the Conference League. I know like we conceded two goals after twenty after the first twenty six minutes, but for those first twenty six minutes, like the team was like you know invigorated. It was like it was like just pure Conte ball, like and even against Everton, okay, we didn't score, didn't get a shot on target, but I could see like the players even looked just a bit more like or like you know more upward like than they would have been against Nuno, and like they would they seem to be like walking around and making it rocking around less like and look less bothered. Harry Kane is yet another example, like like we mentioned earlier, he's looking better, if like he looks more or motivated to actually get into his proper positions again, and. And you know, I say like his passion is rubbing off on most of the players, except for two who like. And you know, I mean, million dollars. Have we already spoken about? Have we already spoken about them by chance. No, we haven't. Oh, well, haven't. I think we, we've, I mentioned, them. we've yeah, mentioned, yeah, mentioned them. We've mentioned them. I think Sam knows. Yeah, Bergwijn and Doherty. Oh did, yeah. Like, did, did you see that? Yeah, they look yeah. pissed. But in a way, like that could be interpreted <laughs> as a good thing because they're pissed because they're like, we should have been out there. We wanted to show all you what we can do. But like yeah. I don't know, you, you never know with like modern footballers now. Like they could have well, just been it so was a good thing when Mane got substituted for whoever at Liverpool, and then he stormed off, and Klopp was saying, "Well, you know," and then he ended up scoring quite a few goals that season. Um, I, yeah, I, I can. I will say, okay. Can I? Can, am I? Can I answer some of this yeah. as well? I was just going to. I was just going to put this comment on. Uh, Delhi's okay. had his era. Time to usher in a new one. But yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah. So a couple of things on the Doherty thing. He's got a cheek, hasn't he? He's not really played that well. And he's got a cheat to see, to think that, um, why am I not playing? Stevie Bergwijn is a bit more of a case. Played really well for the Dutch over the international break. I can see why he's a little bit, you know, seeing Lucas Moore play. And he's probably, in my opinion, a better player overall. Lucas Moore has got this two-thirds game. Two-thirds of the stuff he does well. The final third bit is not quite great. Going back to the passion bit, if you look at the top managers in the division at the moment, and where they are in the division... Pep Guardiola, Thomas Tuchel, uh, Jurgen Klopp. All three of those guys you would want on the sideline. Very passionate when it comes to the game. 
it's no coincidence they're the top three teams. We've got a manager in Conte who's won, as I said, five leagues in seven years. Why? Because he shows what it's about on the sidelines. You know, when he needs to, he's berating players. He's coaching them. I saw the game yesterday, even from the first minute, he's dragging these players through. He makes tactical changes. He does everything to ring out. The... So he shows them, if I'm prepared to do this and I'm not even playing, you have no excuse. You have no excuse not to try. That's what I say about Pep Guardiola. That's what I say about Thomas Tuchel. That's what I say about Jurgen Klopp. If you see that on the sideline as a, as a player, you can't then say, oh, well, the manager don't really care. Nuno looked like he didn't care. So mm. what are you going to think? If you see you, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you turn around, he's there doing that. What are you going to get out of any player, motivational-wise? You can't, unless you're just walking through games and winning them. This is a difference maker. We've got a difference maker. Second half show, this is the difference between mm. Nuno and Conte. I can change yeah. it tactically, and I can motivate you to play 5, 10, 15% better than you did 5, 15 minutes ago when half time went. So that, for me, it's a no-brainer that he's going to rub off on these players. A no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, you said it there with the, the tactical, and I loved as well the egging the fans on in the end to just cheer the players yeah. on. I didn't get that under Nuno at all, but uh, yeah, you said it yourself uh, there, Sam, in, in changing it tactically. I don't have a problem, generally, with the managers getting it wrong at the start, because every oh, yeah. single manager in history and every single manager in the future will get their team selection tactics both wrong. It's how you deal with it. And Nuno didn't change anything. That Palace game, I cannot understand that. We didn't have any shots. He only makes two subs, and they're all enforced. No one gave him the memo that you're allowed to make three. And, uh, yeah, Conte's obviously changed something at half-time, whether it's just like telling the players a few home truths. But yeah, that's where managers earn their real, real crust. I, I, we we can pick a team and tactics that do well and, and kill a team off in the first half. It's when uh, things aren't going well and you have to change it, that's where managers earn their crust. And he's proved time and time again that he can do that. But And like you said, game-changer, isn't he? And... and yeah, it's that bit at the end. At the end of the game, to me, just it, it was just the winning mentality. Every single game, whether it's against a non-league team in the FA Cup, whether it's against a top of the league in the Premier League, every single game is important. Every single game we have to win, and every single game a win is that important. And it's it's yeah. the old cliche: you're only as good as your last game. It's so true. It, it's you've got to winning mentality has to be bred. It has to come through. So even if you're playing a game where you're thinking it doesn't really matter, show the attitude to win that game. This is why teams like Manchester City win the League Cup because they don't care that it's the League Cup. They don't need to win the League Cup for their finances. They don't need to win the League Cup to make them a better team. They want to win Champions League. But the fact that they want to win every single game they play is the reason why they win the League Cup season in, season out. FA kept the same sort of thing. These players have to have the mentality to win. And it doesn't matter you're playing against farmers in terms of NS Moore or Vitesse or wherever it is in the UHL that we're playing. You should be wanting to win because what that does, it breeds success. Right, we've won that game. I'm now in a position to have the shirt. Who's going to come in and take it off me? If nobody's like bothered and you like Doherty comes on, I'm not really bothered about playing against Moore on Thursday and plays shockingly bad. Who do you think is going to put him in against anybody at the weekend against Burnley? It ain't going to happen. So your attitude, your mentality is shown by when you go out on the pitch, what do you do regardless of your position? This is what this is what I think Conte will prove to players. If you don't do this, 
See you later. See you later. Absolutely. Pretty much yeah. exactly what Simply A says. Won't take any rubbish from anyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look as yeah, I mean, if you look up the definition, no bullshit in, in the dictionary. His face will just be plastered <laughs> off next time. Like. <laughs> Probably screaming like he normally does. Uh, you know, I did a stadium <laughs> you, tour not that not long ago. I did a yeah, I did a stadium tour not that long ago, and his seat has got it's a heated seat. I don't know why he never sits in the plane. He's very quiet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. We've definitely seen improvement in these three games. Uh, Everton, where we were under the cosh, which under Nuno we conceded, we would have conceded the goal. We rode that out, could have nicked it. This game, not at the races, changes at half time, completely different team, go and win the game. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really excited for Tottenham now. And then we've got Burnley now, and I think Brentford and then Norwich really should be looking at nine points out. And then I think so Liverpool then, after that. Yeah, I mean that that will be the real test. We've just got to make sure we get those nine yeah. out of nine before that game, and then see what we can do against Liverpool. Mm. Uh, and by then, hopefully, because there's no international break, all the international players would have hopefully got up to speed with his fitness and tactics and and uh, what have you. And then we'll kind of be seeing a, a not a different team, but a much more united team. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I've pretty much reached the end there. Uh, <laughs> there's not too much else to talk about. There isn't. Uh, you've done a lot. You've done enough, Chris. Yeah. I think. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Been oh, great, having you, great having you guys. Great having you guys. Before we do go as well, actually, I want to say, and, and people call me sad for this, but I don't care. I'm firmly in David Gino's corner in I'm a Celebrity. He's the only one who should be winning them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolute legend. Absolute legend. Yes. And Newcastle fans, Metro and UFC is on here as well. Jay, I'm sure he's a... Uh, corner as well but uh, yeah and uh great having you two guys on uh like i said uh, brian daigle mr k hope you get well soon but uh before you go adam uh where can people find you on twitter and uh you know you, you, you got called a uh, uh, a stream slapper or something yesterday because you're oh yeah <laughs> oh wow i mean i mean uh, <laughs> i don't want to bother the name like but it's the truth like i can't can't <laughs> dispute that like like it was like if you want to find me on twitter like just type in I've been Adam C seven six zero eight like and you should yeah you should like get me up up there like like thanks simply is it's like also again to reiterate if you want to find me on YouTube like you could find me on most if not all now the Tottenham fan channels at this stage like I try to you know get on and show my support as many as I can and like yeah. there are a couple that I need to start showing more support to like really but like I mean in like college work and all that like and like work based and stuff. Of, of like you know it does get in the way sadly at times but look at that's just the way it goes also if you want to see me like physically want to see this ugly mug I don't know why you would anyway come here of course like or like this great channel like and like hope it hope it like gets bigger and better go to Sportuation TV like most like oh, yeah, every Sunday they go to Premier Hotspur TV some, most of the time after like like the games like unless I'm too busy go to Irish Hotspur stream like you know every once in a while like you definitely see me in the chat there anyway Anyway, go even even like on uh, we are Tottenham TV. Like you find me in the chat there, like like every so often. So yeah, I, yeah. I do do it as much as I can. Like yeah, a huge appreciation to you, not just from me, but from pretty much every Spurs streamer. You're literally oh, yeah, on every also. channel. Yeah. You, Sorry, yeah. Pretty... Also, I forgot to mention mention Tottenham tour regular panelist, and hopefully, uh, it, it, hopefully, like if I can, if everything goes smoothly with my college lecture, extra like like I'll be more than just that. Like at, like I'll be working under. Under Brian Ireland now, and now hopefully very shortly, if all goes well. So fingers crossed. 
as you were saying, Chris. Yeah, just a huge appreciation when you're not on a stream, you're always in the chat and then uh, helping the channels and, and getting in, involved. So, yeah, big appreciation, not just from me, but from every streamer. Uh, and Sam, uh, Paxton Road TV, uh, where can people find that? Uh, and, I mean, obviously your Twitter handles. <laughs> I was going to ask what your Twitter handle is. Yeah. Your face. Um, but yeah, Paxton Road TV, where, where can people find that if they've uh, been living under some kind of rock and dope? <laughs> Well, first things first, make sure, viewers, you smash a like on this actual stream now. Subscribe to this channel. Fantastic. Always, always a pleasure doing stuff with you, Chris, as you know. So oh, make yeah. sure, everybody, viewers, nice watch it, smash a like, subscribe, 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 all the rest of it. Uh, Paxton Road TV, obviously, you can find us on YouTube. All the details just down below in terms of the name, Twitter handle. You can find me at Sam underscore Spurs for life. Um, and yeah, Paxton Road on YouTube. You can find us also on Twitter. Sorry, Twitter. You can find us. You can find us on Twitter, but you can also find us on Spotify as well, Anchor, Twitch. You know, we're trying to just get out as much as we can, doing as much of this content. It's one of the most enjoyable things, obviously, watching football. I know sometimes it can be not so enjoyable, as knowing as being Spurs fans, but it's a pleasure doing these sort of things. It's a pleasure coming on and just talking football, even if it's like a a bit of a moan. It's just it's it's therapeutic so i'm, it is, I'm it very absolutely <laughs> is. Uh, yeah it meant to that I, I literally started this channel just because all my friends and family were like just shut up about spurs and fight i'll do yeah. it on here and tell me to shut up exactly yeah cheers guys so much. Uh, always welcome on always great having you on and uh yeah i've been on a, a pax road tv a fair few times always great fun going on there as well um Cheers. Yeah, make sure you hit the like, hit the subscribe here, click the notification bell, and you'll get notified when we're going live. And then go into uh, Adam's Twitter handle, find out where he is, hit the like on that channel, uh, and then go on to uh, Sam's, hit Pax, or, or, or just go on to Pax the Road and hit like and subscribe on there as well. And then when you've done all of that, make sure you get on the phone, vote Davidge you know that in, <laughs> everyone else out, and let him be the king of the jungle. Uh, yes. Until we, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, thanks, Mr. Spurs. Mr. Spurs should be back. On, uh, should be on here for the first time uh, on Monday. And uh, yeah, up. yeah, o always great being part of the streamers and the, the Spurs community. It's the best community in the world, certainly on YouTube. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back on Friday. And uh, yeah, keep getting all these uh, comments in. I love all the comments. Thank you so much, guys. As the song goes, it can only get better. And. Uh, Let's hope so, and then we can really go forward with content. Yeah, until we'll be back on uh, Friday. It was a half ten last Friday. It's back to normality uh, this Friday, half twelve. We're looking forward to the Burnley game. Uh, talking a little bit about the, I think it's Murva that we've got on Thursday, uh, and then back on Monday, talking about the Burnley game. Hopefully, six points out of six, and the Spurs go marching on. So until then, come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>